Hello and welcome to another episode of The Average Joe Geek Show. I'm your host, Justin Neal, coming to you from the always beautiful Mile High City of Denver, Colorado. I have with me today, returning, is uh, Rochelle Hubble. Hello, Rochelle. Hello. And uh, this is a special episode because we got our first uh, Skype call. Uh, Todd Blackford from Kinderville, Indiana, correct? Yep. The Hoosier State, the, the place Hoos- you left. I, yeah, yeah. The born and bred. You the place you left. The place I left. For good reason, I'm sure, because God dang it, I want to leave. <laughs> well, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late for now. For now, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, uh, some things have happened this week. Uh, we had the, the release of the... Uh, Steve is... Steve the dog is currently walking around. I don't know if you can hear him, but he just settled <laughs> on the floor. Um, the Disney released the first teaser trailer for Adladen. 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 We're adding. We're adding Ladin to the yeah. picture. So Ladin. there's Aladdin, and then we added Ladin in Ladin, there as yeah. well. Ladin's a great guy. Oh yeah, you didn't know that. He's a great guy. He owes me money. So what are your thoughts on it, Todd? I saw it. Like, obviously, it's just a teaser, so there's really, like, no real actors or anything. You kind of don't really see the performance or anything. It looks great. I thought, like, the CGI Iago flying over Agrabah and then through the desert was a good shot. But, I don't know. I'm still iffy on Disney live-action retellings as a whole. Like, I, I really didn't care for the Beauty and the Beast that they did. Yeah, like, I, I didn't like it either. I know a lot of people did, though. I mean, yeah. it received, it grossed so much. I mean, what was it, up to a billion, I think, worldwide? Yeah, like, I think I think it's kind of hard, because, like, obviously our generation, people in, like, in their early 30s and all that, their Beauty and the Beast cartoon, Aladdin cartoon, Lion King cartoon, all of that was... Like our childhood, we grew. That was that was us. That was our, there was a time I could quote The Lion King word for word the whole movie. But I don't know. It's just it's kind of like I don't want to say it's. I don't want to sound like it, it's it's messing up my childhood or anything. It's just like to me, those are the pinnacle. Like doesn't matter if it's live action or not. You can't do better. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. And um, <clears throat> to add on that, like with the Beauty and the Beast live action that they did. I felt like the musical numbers just didn't carry over very well in live action than it did in the cartoon, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like the Be, Be Our Guest, that whole number, I was like... I was it just, bored. It didn't work. I didn't think mm-hmm. it worked very well. Uh, the Guest On song, it just the whole thing felt just strange. Hollow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very hollow. I, I, that's one of the good things like obviously with cgi they can do a lot of things but when like songs like the gaston and the br guest they're supposed to be like songs you can kind of chuckle at you let you, you enjoy it but when it's live action it just like all right you're viewing it as a real thing instead of the cartoon so yeah. you kind of like man I, do all the people hear the songs it's like the the character entangled like how does everyone know the words yeah, I yeah. can I can't remember his name. Uh, well, Doctor McDreamy. True. <laughs> yeah, he's like, how does everyone know this song? <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, the, yeah that's a good point because it's live action. So we're totally, any kind of suspense of disbelief is gone. And right. and it's just, I don't know, it's it's not remarkable to me in any way. And, and the CGI, especially, and everybody praised it so much in Jungle Book. But to me, it just was awful watching those animals talk. It was painful and cringeworthy. Yeah, I, I, just, I was just listening to the to the podcast you guys were talking about that like the cgi there and i agree with you like the jungle book animals did not look good Mm-mm. no, it's, no and there's only no. so much that you can do to draw in the like with a puppet people emote when when a puppet is in front of them like 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 um julianne moore is talking about in uh um the second Jurassic Park and when she says it wasn't hard to act it wasn't hard to emote in front of the puppet because the puppet did all the work the puppet was there and I could physically see it change and with CGI it's not the same thing you look at the making of the Jungle Book and the kids on like a water ride with like what amounts to a box that's got green the the green stuff over the, it the, the, the tracking markers CGI, the yeah. tracking markers over it yeah yeah there's only so much you can do to draw the actors in and, it, and it just it, you lose people, the you know. Well, I mean, um, Sir Ian McClellan, he he broke down on the set of The Hobbit because he had to act in front of you know a CGI tracing ball or whatever, and he's like, "This is not why I became an actor." Yeah. You know, he wanted to have that, you know, face to face, real world, you know, back and forth. Yeah. And David Bowie in the labyrinth with the dude standing behind him, twisting the crystal ball back and forth. Like, yeah. It's part of, I don't know. Sometimes the old school tricks are the best ones. Well, and I think, uh, you know, I think that's something we're going to get from. Oh, hang on a minute. Did we lose him? I think we lost him. Oh, no. I just came back. Uh, what happened? I don't know. The, the call just ended. Weird. Ghost in the machine was like, "This podcast sucks." Taking <laughs> <laughs> it off. Experiencing some uh, technical difficulties. I thought here. you were going to say spared no expense, and I was like, "Yeah, you definitely did," because the call just dropped. <laughs> I don't even mean if it's a Skype thing, it's not my fault. Um, yeah. I mean, this is our first Skype call, so there's going to be. Uh, things we need to work out but for the most part uh, what was the last thing that you uh, you had heard before we cut out uh i don't know because i was talking when i noticed it i was like oh. I, was, I was having oh, this nice we little talking. rant and everything and i look and like wait this, the call has ended shit oh no <laughs> well we were talking about sir ian mckellen breaking down in the hobbit saying this is not what I got into. Do you want to oh yeah well not what i you know this isn't yeah. the reason why i got into acting and you know, when he's having to do his whole his whole spiel in front of a green screen ball that's supposed to be another person, you know, I mean, that would be hard to do. Well, even Tom Harding was talking about moments like that when they were doing um, the Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Like, he was sitting there criticizing the, the director and everything on that. He later apologized when he saw how awesome Mad Max was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but during the production phase, it's like... Yeah, you just kind of got to roll with it. And there, yeah. are, there are some movies where it's been done well. I mean, Jurassic Park—they had the the little monster sticks up, but 
Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get Mad Max. Sometimes you get Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, yeah. I forgot about that one. Well, speaking of Tom Hardy, I mean, he just, uh, you know, Venom just came out. I have yet to see it. but uh, I haven't either. You know, there's moments where he has to talk with the, the symbiote. And I'm sure that was all, you know, green screen tracer balls and stuff like that. Yeah. Or tracking balls. Like I just, I've I've been a fan of Tom Harding uh, for a very long time. Like some of his, like before he kind of became Hollywood big. Uh, I forget the movie he did where uh, it was the the inmate, the the life of the the inmate thing and all that. Uh, which one was that? Do you know? Do you know what he's talking about? No, the Stanford Prison Project. Project? I don't know. No. Uh, oh. I know he was I in a good movie out. called The Warrior with Mickey Rourke. That was a great movie. Oh, yeah, that was a good movie. He was was great in that. But back to the Disney live action stuff, real quick. Um, You know, because they're going to be working, they're already working on also uh, uh, the Lion King live action. Mm -hmm. I know we we had talked about that briefly on on a past podcast and how that will turn out. Yeah. I'm. I'm looking forward to it because, like I said, it, they're the movies from that I watched repeatedly and annoyed my. They were the Frozen of our generation, so I'm I'm still excited. I just I worry. Yeah, it's tough to see those reimagined and kind of the story. I don't know, Jungle Book. I don't think was a um, musical, from what I recall, right? It was not Jungle Book. Jungle Book was not a musical, and they've done there that were musical before. Numbers. In the latest one. What, the live action? Yeah. Yeah? It had music in it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't, uh, well I don't they Well, they had the singing numbers from the cartoon. Really? In the, in the newest live action? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well. I must be. Yeah. I remember Bill Murray singing Bare Necessities. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, he did the Bare Necessities. Okay. And um, the what, what was the monkey, uh, Christopher Walken? I want to be like you. Yeah. Yeah, uh, King Louie or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, that's King Louie. Well, so maybe they did two songs, but yeah. Um, but you got to also remember, like that was the second version of of a live action Jungle mm-hmm. Book. Remember the one from oh, yeah. the two thousands with from, Wesley uh, in it. Uh, <laughs> I actually enjoyed that. Girls. Yeah, Carrie Yules, he was in it. And I forget what the girl's name was, but uh, that was a very good um, rendition of it. It was scary. It was thrilling. Yeah. That was a more real life interpretation. Like you can almost say that that was the Christopher Nolan of J- the Jungle Book. Yeah, yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. It was very frightening and, yeah. and funny, and it had John Cleese in it too, as the dad. Wait, which one? The two thousands one. Of. Of um the Jungle Book. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh yeah! Yeah yeah yeah! Early two thousands. Or maybe it was late. Oh my god! 90s. There's a spider monkey with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I forgot all about that one. Yeah, you're right. He's so funny. Jesus. Yeah, and Carrie Yules was the bad guy. Well, and I think they're also planning on doing a, a Little oh Mermaid God. live action. Wasn't it Cersei was the girl in it? And and which one? Oh. I think it was Jungle her. Book? Yeah. You look it up. We could go on for like this for a while, but no, Little Mermaid. Mm, that one's it's tough. I have very rarely seen good underwater acting. 
Well, I mean, we're going to get our first taste of it with uh, Aquaman coming out next year. Or, yeah. Wait, no, it's later this year, isn't it? Isn't it November? Mm-hmm. Damn, Aquaman. Hang on. Aquaman. Initial release, December 14th. I was going to say, yeah, it's this year. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, from the trailers, it looks pretty good. Yeah. As far as the underwater, you know, acting the effects or whatever. Oh, or maybe acting is, but it's it's kind of hard to get, make it really look like the, you're you're in the water, type of thing. Because you you know when you're swimming, like hair goes all crazy and everything. So like to do that, all right, yeah, you you're going for realism, but then mm-hmm. your actors looks look kind of crazy and things like that. Well, and they, and I think sometimes when, when you put them in a world like that, they're just trying to get the effect across and they don't, they don't think about the script that they're acting. Right. So you've got someone like, I'm trying to think, I was just watching something where I was like, these actors are so focused on creating the reality around them that they're forgetting their character development. Things like that, where it's like, how are we gonna like, get across? They're sitting there like they're they're saying the lines and like okay, I'm talking to a giant shark. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what what's my facial expression? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or focus too much on I get I think it was an action movie. Oh, you know what? It was Daredevil, first season of Daredevil. I was like, he's so focused on the because um, it's difficult. That's that's why they had to get um, direct uh, you know trainers in for guy who did solo because it is such a different kind it's a very physical kind of acting mm-hmm. and to at the same time emote the way your character would emote is supremely difficult so um i can imagine trying to make it seem like we're all living in an underwater magical world and yeah yeah i'm sure that uh, it would be difficult yeah my biggest question with the little mermaid though is are they going to put the actors in tails or are they, they going to CGI them in later? I think it'll be a bit of both. I think that there will be, you know, up close it'll look like a, like a tail, but then uh, when they're moving around, it'll be more CGI. Yeah. And that's going to be a lot of wire work, too. Yeah, yeah. There um, goes the dog. The little puppies. Steve needed to come Steve, back go here. lie down. Um, Steve, go lie down. Bye so, down. So moving forward, speaking of... Um, Netflix and Daredevil and all that. Uh, it was also announced that Iron Fist has been canceled after two seasons, which may be a good thing. <laughs> uh, if you would, if it would have said Iron Fist was canceled after season one, I would have been like, "Yeah, deserved it." This time, like I, I was actually digging season two. Really? Yeah. See, I couldn't like, get past uh, season one. Um, same way with, uh, oh, Jessica Jones. I've heard, uh, people saying that, uh, at some point during season one, once you get past, I think halfway through or whatever, it starts picking up, but I just, I can't get to that point. It's just yeah, too... I, I love the Jessica Jones show. I think season two is actually the weaker of the two on that one. Really? Whereas Iron Fist is the flip. Season two is obviously, in my opinion, the more stronger of the two. Yeah. Hmm. I just didn't think that there would be much appeal for for an Iron Fist yeah. show. Well, and I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they already canceled uh, any future development for the Defenders, so that's done with. Yeah. 
So I guess well, a lot of people are wondering now, like, okay, well, Iron Fist may not have his own show, but is he going to kind of like do the Heroes for Hire thing and do like the loop, team up with Luke Cage and things like that? Kind of show up in all the other ones. Yeah, it's it's possible. I mean, they all share the same universe anyway, so I want to see why they want it. Yeah. I, or they they might my, with Marvel they might just end up scrapping him and being like hey we're gonna move forward with just uh, these three and pretend that uh, he doesn't exist for right now. Did they say why yeah. they canceled it? Uh, nothing remember. definitive I've read so far. Mm. Maybe they just the the viewership viewership was so low, which doesn't surprise. I did me. read one place where someone was saying that Marvel wanted to continue, but. Netflix was the ones that kind of said no. I think Netflix in the past has been problematic when it gets to putting some of these shows up. I think they want more than... They have all the analytics, though. They have all the viewership numbers and stuff. So and they, if want, it's, they if want, it's want to be low, able to pull the strings. They need the viewership, yeah. I mean, well, if, it's I got a, if it's got a weak viewership number, it's just like any other network. They're just going to... They're going to cut it. I get that, but I think that they wanted... What I'm saying is that they wanted more of a cut than what maybe Marvel was willing to give them. Sometimes that's been the issue that oh. I've heard in the past with Netflix is they want... Or they want their stamp on it. Netflix is, from what I've heard in the past, wanting to put out just more and more Netflix shows. They want to be like their own network. Yeah. And yeah. that, honestly, something like that kind of worries me. Since Disney is now starting their streaming service and everything, I'm wondering if... Iron Fist being like a weaker of the show is like, hey, all right, we're going to cancel this one. And that's that's going to be the first one to go. But then slowly all of them, the Marvel shows are going to start to leave and either be canceled outright or they're going to move to Disney's streaming service. Mm. Yeah, I would yeah it's, it's possible. You know, that's my biggest worry. I would hate to see that. I don't because like I, don't... I love Star Trek, but I'm not paying for CBS's to watch Discovery. Yeah, exactly. It just would take a route that would be a little too gouging for us as uh, an audience. Right. Uh, it's getting to the point where you have to have specialized streaming service, which is the exact reason why so many people are getting rid of cable. Mm -hmm. they, they don't They don't want to have to buy all the separate packages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and we're going to start running into that uh, problem if everyone starts coming up with their own uh, streaming services. You know, DC Universe just came out, and that's DC doing their own universe, similar to what Disney is going to start doing with Marvel and all their properties. And mm -hmm. it's going to be, you know, if you're going to be spending five to ten dollars per st a streaming service, you know, you're going to have to. It's going to start adding up to like hundreds of dollars a month yep. for these services. And it's I like, why I did I get an, rid of? I read cable? an article. Yeah, I read an article that uh, video piracy is on the rise again instead of the decline with all the introduction of all these special ser streaming services like piracy is back on the rise again it doesn't surprise me because again you're running into that problem of you know people were cutting the cord from you know satellite and cable services because they wanted a cheaper option netflix and hulu gave that to them amazon prime mm -hmm. gave that to them now you got you know we're starting to see that with the the cable um the premium channels too, uh, like HBO and Stars, you know, they have their own, which are more yep. expensive than than Netflix. And it's like, do you want to just keep adding this up? And you know, the whole point of cutting the cord was to save money. 
and now you're getting to that point where you're going to be spending even more money just to have all the all these additional services why did you even leave cable in the first place right yeah so it's not good it's not good i think we're going to start seeing more of a problem with that but now yeah anyway back so back to iron fist or anything uh, did you guys watch season two no i have not no, uh, no. I did. I watched. I binged it, and over the course of like a week, or like watched an episode here and there, and I really did like it. Um, the ending seemed nice. Like it was, it was a good ending. Kind of like, by the way, I don't want to give away spoilers for anyone that hasn't watched it, but it's definitely set up a season three, and it was set up in such a way that you're like, okay, this character's there doing their their thing, and these characters are over here doing their thing, and you're kind of like, okay. So, how did they get there? Because it was it was also like a, a little bit of a time jump from like the middle of the final episode to that point. So, like, okay, what just happened that they got here, and then what's going to happen that when they kind of all come back together, back to New York, type of thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, like you just said, it could be one of those things where they're canceling it to maybe pick it up and continue it on on the Disney stream uh, streaming service. I haven't I haven't seen anything to say that, but it, you never know. It could be. I mean, Disney's very secretive with what the you know what what they plan to do with things. So almost as secretive as Marvel themselves. No, yeah, that's true. It's a match made in heaven yeah. or hell, whatever you want us to look at it. Have we heard anything that about Jack leaving? Is he still planning on leaving? Oh no, so. With so with him with Dave Bautista, um, and the James Gunn stuff, so it's being rumored that James Gunn is being uh, looked at to write and direct the next Suicide Squad movie. Well, I, I've heard he is confirmed to be writing it and possibly directing. It. Yeah, possibly directing. And Dave, Dave basically, and I bring bring up Dave Bautista because he has stated that he wants to he would want a part in 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 that sequel. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like, this is what I think you guys mentioned before. This is the worst case scenario for Disney and Marvel. Probably their most renowned director that they had. The big, well, at least in my, in my view, the biggest profile name that had a franchise that everyone loved. Everyone was into it. Everyone was excited about it. And now he's gone and he's gone to the dark side because DC is, is the darker of the two movies. And, and he's going to bring his talents to that, mm-hmm. and it's going to draw some people away. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. I mean, um, but what can you maybe, do? Well, maybe not draw people away, because honestly, us nerds, we're going to go see both sets of movies anyway. Oh, yeah, of course. But I still, I don't know. I, I think some people, because there are definitely, I think more of the mainstream people, or people who are non-geeks are still very much more into Marvel than they are DC because mm. they're more to me they're more watchable than DC movies are. So it could be a drawback, but talking about the dark side, it could just be leveling out the universe. Yeah, well, yeah it's kind of one of As of right now, I, I, like even even hypothetically, if the DC movies were on the same level of being renowned and liked as the Marvel. I wouldn't, I'm not too worried about them because, like, they're not really trying to go up against each other a whole lot. Every now and then, you kind of see them like, okay, why did you put that movie out against the Avengers? But 
they, they don't really not going head to head. So it's kind of one of those things. Now, if they start to get to where, where like DC is putting out three or four movies a year, then some of these people are going to say, okay, do I spend my money on the Marvel franchise with my family and my wife and my two kids, or do I go to the DC movie? Well, Marvel's got such a stranglehold on it that I don't know if DC will ever get to that point. To be honest with you, the quality of Marvel movies will have to will have to you know gradually or like decline rapidly for them to be able to do that. DC's so over, all over the place with the you know what they're trying to do. I mean, they got their own standalone Joker movie that doesn't tie into the DCEU at all. You know, so and maybe it's that's like, what maybe that's what DC make like make like a little trilogy things here and there, but like the the ten year overarch. Well, uh, they they need to, but for whatever reason, they they just don't want to follow Marvel's formula. And I think I've t- I've talked about that before, where it's like they kind of act like there's a patent on it, and it's not really a you know copyrighted thing. It's like you know, why aren't you doing a ten year plan and you know, releasing the individual movies. If we're talking about a 10-year plan, though, we've really only seen Marvels come to fruition most recently, so but it could be DC's trying to ten, catch up, yeah. but they're just now realizing what they're doing. And No, that's exactly what it is, but they've already missed the boat on that. I mean, they're 10 years behind, and they just recently delivered a half-assed Justice League movie without, well, uh, only had, what was it, two Two standalone movies, Man of Steel, and one Batman Woman. Superman. Uh, yeah, and Batman Super, yeah, Batman Superman. But it's like there was no Flash standalone. There was no Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Those two were just brought on yeah, for them, just for that movie. And it's mm-hmm. like, I think it, you know, it it worked against it worked to the detriment of the film. They should have followed Marvel's path, but they didn't want to, and for whatever reason. You know, it, it's on them at this point. I don't even remember. What was their... What were they fighting in Justice League? I don't even recall. Steppenwolf. Okay. Yeah, Steppenwolf. Yeah. With the mother moxes trying to mm-hmm. keep dark, dark side from, from crossing over. Yeah. Taking over. Which is probably the smartest thing they did, not bringing dark side in from the very beginning. Oh well, no. They try, yeah, they tried to do the dark side, kind of like a a Thanos build up. Right. That that that's pretty much what they were trying to copy, if, from what I saw. You know, it, it, all Justice League was was an invasion movie, similar yeah. to what we got with the first Avengers. I honestly can't remember a lot of it. I remember them getting Superman. I don't yeah, know why I haven't. Because it was so bad. I don't. Know. It was terrible. I feel like it was honestly, bad. The, the one. The one so thing bad. I remember is the Flash pushing the truck and saving that family of mm-hmm. four. And he's like, yeah, I did it. And then here comes Superman with a whole building yeah. flying over. Yeah, that was funny. It had some golden moments. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Like, there were some golden moments in it, but for the most part, the story was just utter shit. Yeah, The I pacing like was a, terrible. Oh, my God, yeah. I couldn't keep track of where we were at or why I cared. I was like, I just, I felt like I was being pulled along. Yeah. It's like a trip in the wagon with your parents. You think it's going to be so fun to go in the outside world, and then you're just bored shitless. Yeah, it's pretty bad. There's a telephone pole. There's yeah. a telephone pole. There's a telephone pole. Oh, look! A telephone pole. <laughs> it's true. It was just like... Being pulled along, okay. We're on the ride. The only good thing I could have saw, or that I 
could see coming from that movie was uh, Danny Elfman doing the soundtrack. That was the only thing. Did he do it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Hmm. I didn't even notice that. See? Yeah. Like, and, and Danny Elfman's one of those who has a really distinctive style, so how did I not know that? Well, and he did... Yeah, he was the one that came up with the original... Um, like the, the the Tim Burton Batman score, mm-hmm. and because um, yeah. I remember reading an interview about it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, my you know, the Batman you know signature song is in there because that is his theme, you know." And he he talked about how he didn't like Hans Zimmer's version in The Dark Knight. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Blasphemy. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like Hans Zimmer did a good job. But it 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 just wasn't like Danny Elfman's is so much more memorable in my opinion. I don't think though. As far as uh, like because the Danny, Batman score, Danny's more of the character type of. I'm not describing it right. Where Hans is uh, is directing drama, so mm-hmm. he's not he's not there to necessarily. Uh, give someone their own theme song. He's there to discuss the drama. His instruments are... Hans is more psychological. Yeah. Is basically what you're saying. Have you ever watched the video yeah. of how he kind of came up with the Joker's theme from The Dark Knight? Uh-uh. Uh, it's, it's, on, it's on YouTube. and He's just, he's just sitting there trying to like, okay, what is, what is the Joker? And the Joker, Joker is chaos. And like, the whole thing, like, it's so simple in the fact that it's just one note for the most part. It's just like one very long string pull on. I think it was a bass. But it's just it, it seems to get more higher in pitch, higher in volume. It's, like, it's just like it builds to this moment of like you have no idea. Like it just draws you in and fo- forces you to focus on what you're trying to find out. I think it's called the shepherd's note. Is something that they it's something that he did in Dunkirk as well. And it puts you on edge. I, I think you're you aren't right. you aren't really hearing the change. I mean, like you're hearing it, but not on a conscious level necessarily. The yeah. change mm. in note as it starts to oh rise, dissipate. And rise. Oh, dissipate. Yeah. yeah. Um, One of those nice things a string can, instrument can do because it can change note while continue like never taking a pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, like I'm not trying to bash on Hans Zimmer. I think he does an amazing job with uh, everything that he's done, especially uh, with uh, Interstellar. It's just such oh, an I amazing love, score. I love Interstellar. Very dramatic, you know. Um, and even in Too even in the long. Dark Knight, in the Dark Knight, like in, or the entire Dark Knight series, but especially the Dark Knight, um, he did an amazing job. But you know, I'd have to agree with uh, with Danny Elfman that like. You know, his Batman theme wasn't, I just, I don't think it was as good as what Danny Elfman created. I think, I, I think you said it best. Memorable. It's, yeah, memorable is the thing. Yeah. Because, like, the most memorable Batman. Batman. Uh, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. We'd rather That's not talk about it. Batman fans would not rather not talk about that, that how many people don't know the word Batman goes on the end of that song? It's like the whole dun da dun dun Everyone knows the go clap clap at the end of that. The, the, yeah, it's true. Think of the Batman. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's what like... I thought of when you brought up when you brought this up. Uh, that's uh, what immediately came into my head. It's Batman on acid. All right, it's Justin. That's <laughs> the Adam West Batman, so be careful. Yeah. God, rest in peace. But uh, moving forward. Um... What? There's. 
Oh, we 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 just started watching. We got two episodes left of The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, mm-hmm. and uh, so far it's been really good. It's been very enjoyable. The it cinematography is really great. I'm glad to see more and more directors use the handheld in such a way. We were watching that Jim Carrey clip. I've, I don't know what the hell that Jim Carrey movie was, but it's handheld the whole time as they're changing a room oh, around to kidding? to show uh, change in time. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Remarkable stuff. And to me, it's a lot smoother. It's a lot more intimate a cinematography. So I I really enjoy it, and especially in a horror film because as you're panning around you're looking for okay what's in place now what was what's there that wasn't there and you know it's the old it's again the old school tricks it's you're in the same room but now something is there with you yeah yeah that's true that is true i have not seen it so i'm gonna have to take your words on that (laughs) um it's it's a horror i get it's a horror series right Mm -hmm. yeah um I don't know if you're into that kind of stuff, but uh, I'd highly, highly recommend it. It came out on Friday. I, I get, I, I have trouble getting into horror, anything, because the, I, the whole time I, I look at it like, oh, okay, the actress is like covered in blood, the killer's chasing her, and it's I not, think that, it, in, it's, in it's not like that though. She's gonna be back in her trailer, and like, that, and that's where my mind goes. So I, I, I take my own self out of it, and I can't believe it. Like I need like the psychological horrors like a uh, saw and all that. Those I love, but yeah. like the straight up slasher horrors, I can't get into. Well, this isn't the, like a slasher horror. It's definitely more of a ghost story kind of, you know, jump scares stuff like that. I may have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I for, what it, of... for whatever, for whatever, yeah, for whatever reason they um, they called it a horror series, but not in the horror as like a slasher film kind of horror, but. With like a Stranger Things type thing, kind of, just not monsters. It's just it's just like a scary ghost story. Okay, it, yeah, yeah, it's a lot uh, like the House on Haunted Hill, or kind of, yeah. Even the House on Haunted Hill was a little gory. And this, I don't think this one's really that gory. This has been kind of gory. No, he, he just sliced his hand open. Well, that was, yeah, but that wasn't because of. Don't need flesh wound. Don't need flesh wound. But. uh no, it's definitely more the supernatural horror um, in the vein of House on Haunted Hill. What else do we have? Tale of Two Sisters, Mama, that type of thing, like um, folklore or any of the kind of like James li- Wan movies. The what, what lies beneath? And kind of. Yeah. Um, but that. more the Vincent Price House on Haunted Hill. People are stuck in a home for whatever reason and, and things just keep getting worse. Yeah. And in the end, someone is possessed. As far as we know, nah. we haven't gotten. To you the guys end. had your, your your Netflix last year or last week. I I'm actually I'm I just finished uh, Disenchantment. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it does. That was that was a, I thought that was a good one. Uh, to me, it was like something nice to just kind of put in the background and listen to, kind of kind of just like you do with the Simpsons and everything. Yeah. Um. Disenchantment was good. I, I feel like there was a certain level of enchantment missing from it, in my opinion. A little bit. Like what, what were you looking for? I don't know. I just it didn't have the same. 
I just, I guess, flow is like Futurama and The Simpsons and stuff. It was uh, a very slower paced one, in my opinion. Well, it, it it is a cartoon that has an overarching story over the whole thing. It's not like The Simpsons and Futurama that one episode is contained its own story and everything and has no direct connection to all the other episodes. Yeah. Sometimes that can be hard to get right. True. Especially with a with a cartoon with um that kind of character development. Futurama wasn't very good the first season. I mean it wasn't bad, but it wasn't my favorite. It didn't draw me in right away. But after a while, when I got to know the characters and the zany world that they're living in, you're kind of dropped into this imaginary world you don't know anything about and it comes it's not like anything you've seen before. It's not as if you can match it up to okay, we're in the I don't know, the Star Trek kind of world where this is the type of mission we're going on. Literally, it's just mundane life for these characters, but zaniness thrown in. So yeah. it's it took a while for me to start to like Futurama as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I do. Think I don't remember Futurama's first season being that bad. I remember it being slow. It was character development. Hmm. Yeah, and they didn't, you know, because like some, a lot of why Futurama worked is because all the characters were working together. They were, it was now Fry's turn to make a joke or, you know, now Zoidberg's going to have his weird little outburst. Um, And I think that was Disenchantment as well. I was bored watching Bean for her first few whatever, but then once, uh, what's the devil's name? Lucy. Lucy. Yeah, Yeah, Lucy. Yeah, and I was bored with the elf. I was like, "Oh my god, are we really in elfdom right now? This is boring." But yeah, when when they come, when they all start coming together and going on their little zany adventures, it gets more fun. Yeah. Uh, Elf's voice got to me at the at one point. Like the scenes that he talked a lot, I'm just like, "Oh, make it end." That is a guy who was in a show I really liked called Friends from College. Um, uh, I think I've I've seen part of it. He's kind it of, had um, Colby Smolder in it. Yeah, I believe. he's kind of a guy you'd oh. like to punch in the face, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he might get better. Some of what he says is hilarious. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've seen that one. That that's that's on Netflix too, isn't it? It is. It is a Netflix show. Yeah. 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 It's a little fucked up comedy. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's funny. Like I, you can definitely tell where like I think I think it's the creator of the Simpsons, right? Or one of the writers did it? Which one? Oh, Disenchantment. The Disenchantment. I think it was Matt Groening. Matt Groening did it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, you like the animation is very similar and like you can definitely see oh, some of Oh, very similar. similar. Yeah. Elfo looks like a combination of Bart Simpson and an elf, just an elf version of Bart Simpson. Right. And then you got the king. He's got uh, his crown has that little um, antenna on top of you know. It's reminiscent of Bender, and it's and ironically the same character does the voice of Bender and the king. I don't believe that's irony. I believe that's just good casting. Uh, I think it was intentional, one hundred percent. He is funnier toward the end. He's kind of annoying to me in the beginning. Oh, very much is. Just that sort of like stereotypical father. Sometimes they play on that well, though. 
he's like, well, Bean, I've yelled at you. I don't know what else I can do. Yeah. That part was kind of funny. Yeah, that's true. I did read an article saying that they'd made, the creators had made all the same mistakes that they had made in The Simpsons and Futurama by piecemealing it together, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, doing what they did. Uh, like with Futurama, where it's a slow burn to begin and they aren't just, you know, it's not, it doesn't, it takes too long to introduce the characters. It shouldn't take that long. But like mm. we talked about, they have this overarching story that they're trying to get to, so. That's true. That is true. I'm trying to think of what else we can add to today's episode. Have you guys caught up on The Walking Dead? I have never seen The Walking Dead, actually. Uh, me either. I know. Uh, and everybody tells I have... me I should get into it, and I love zombies, but... I See, don't I don't like zombies. Uh, zombies uh, do nothing for me. They scare the living crap out of me. They, they now. The, 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 the faster-moving ones, yes. I think they're terrifying. Like, yeah, uh, that's The Walking Dead. 28 days, no, the... 28 days later, and... Yeah, I'm talking about, yeah, like, the ones that, like, full sprinting towards you. But... The ones in Walking Dead, they're the slow, you know, George A. Romero ones. It's like, I don't find that terrifying. <laughs> I'll admit, like, I was a, I was a early adopter. Well, not really early. I got into Walking Dead when season two started, and the first season came on on Netflix, and I binged it, loved it, and ever since then, I'd, I'd every week I'd be watching it until the mid, the mid season finale last year. I just the, when the, it came up again and start up i just had no desire to watch it anymore it's just it it lost me and apparently uh, i'm one of like seven million people that is no longer watching that show do you think it just ran too long i don't know if it's that or maybe just the 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 storytelling quality has gone down maybe the writing i I think it's it's one of those things that is kind of like okay we did we did this all right, now we got we got to go farther. We got to amp it up a little bit. They got got to make the next challenge harder, and they did that for so many times. Now you're just kind of like, oh, there's no way real people would be acting this, even in a dystopian apocalypse. There's no reason why this is happening. That's kind of the issue with storytelling within TV shows is there's no natural art like there is with the narrative in films. In films, you have a beginning, the climax, and the end, and that's yeah. it. And then you're done. So I think for a lot of people, that is missing, and it, and it feels cheap. It feels like a reality show where it is just like, what what can we do next to gain um, to gain notoriety in viewership and stuff? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a shame when you see that. It's nice when you have shows like Six Feet Under. I, can't, I feel like the goddamn gopher in Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> My S's are too loud. Um, um, what was I saying? There, you know, Six Feet Under was a miniseries. It was a, it had its, I think, four seasons, three seasons, and Six that was Feet it. Under? Yeah, it was. It was. It and it was a great it. story, yeah. and it was enjoyable, and we can reminisce about it. And now it's done, and they're on to new shit. So I guess circling back to like what we're talking about with Disney is like, write new shit. I'm so yeah. sick of just just beating the horse until it's dead and trying to wring everything you can out of one show Come i think i think things. the long the best long-running show i've ever seen is the west wing the writing on that one 
was like the story. I'm not really the writing, but because Aaron Sorkin did leave at one point, but the story as a whole, like you could. You can see, like it's not like they're not trying. All right, we're going to war this episode. All right, now now we got to fix retirement and everything. So it's like they still made it enjoyable and like trying to people trying to accomplish their goals and everything. And those are very human stories. It's hard to tell a fantasy world that way because where do you go? You you know. Well, and how many seasons is The Walking Dead done? They're up to like what ten? No, no, like eight. Eight or yeah. nine, something like that. You know, I, they have a good run, or they've had a good run, and I think maybe people are just done with it. Maybe they're just tired of it. Now it's time Lost for vampire zombies. I think, I think zombies. this is season nine. Is what they just started. Is it season nine? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I know it's been on for. I, I lost track. I don't know. It's been on forever. <laughs> but I know I, it's I think, been on for. I don't know. Well, it's <laughs> and it's funny because it's like Supernatural. You know, they're they're coming up on their fourteenth season. Never seen it. But Supernatural is comedy as well. A little so you bit. Have yeah. these, you know, like The Office could have gone on and on and on and on, but shows like The Walking Dead, like Todd was saying, like you, they're trying to amp it up again and again and again. Like what? What next dire? Situation, situation can we put them in yeah which doesn't work on a long yeah on a long run That's like they, they've told the we're low on food story like four times <laughs> uh, you're like well it's an apocalypse guys so i don't know get used to it eat your shoes or something uh, just learn how to garden <laughs> Cook your shoes. Oh, jesus <laughs> yeah garden hunt i don't yeah. know well, they have a character that is an amazingly skilled hunter with his crossbow, Daryl Dixon. Dd. Uh, maybe, maybe all the deer they've been eaten by the by the zombies. Uh, I don't know. They haven't really talked. They have they have hunted, but I do know the zombies do hunt more than just human brains. So, yeah. It's, um, who knows? I'd say go fishing then. Zombies can't swim. Some of them no, can. but according to World War Z, they just walk on the bottom of the ocean. Ooh. Happened in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Apparently they, happened they in Game cursed. of Thrones. Oh, yeah. That's that true. was but really no, annoying. Yeah, Justin, you said you like fast zombies, so have you seen World War Z? Uh, the movie? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you read the book? Um, I'm trying to remember. I think I did, yes. Because I know yeah. the book, like, the book and the movie are two different things. Very much so. Yeah, the only thing they have in common is the title. Yeah, it's <laughs> literally like, it. Like they, they kind of do the whole pick and choose, and like, because the book is for anyone that hasn't read it is it actually it's not one story; it's a collection of stories. It put in a timeline hmm. phase. So mm-hmm. you, you talk to one gentleman that's he was at the first big battle, and then you talk to somebody else. Well, I was running supply missions to people that were stuck behind, like the infestation zones and things like that. And then like they also get a perspective, like the P the guys that were mm-hmm. stuck in the space station doing all that. So, so yeah, uh, Brad Pitt, he kind of does a kind of a few collective, uh, things from that takes p- bits and pieces. It's a really good book. I always, I would definitely suggest reading that for anybody that likes zombie genres and things like that. And again, no, though, those were fast zombies that were, you know, I, again, I would be terrified of them. You know, if something that can like zombie run as fast as I can. Zombie in space? In your nope, station? Nope, that nope, would be awesome. Nope, is that nope. how it goes? No, it is no, not. Like, no. their, their part of the story is how, like, those guys, 
like they were up there long enough and they would like fix the satellites and all that for like for those people that are still on earth like we need satellites to do all this other thing so they would fix it type of thing and in the end they they did end up spending a whole lot of time up there they get a lot of radiation poisoning oh yeah oh i thought it was like one of them becomes a zombie and then no zombie floating in space (laughs) that'd be awesome no, it, it, it's like a good book. Um, now, if the movie had a different title, I would say because I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, it just sucks that the movie wasn't based more on the actual book. I, I would agree. Um, the movie was not a terrible movie. I, I really enjoyed it, but uh, to call it a World War Z movie, mm, no. I didn't see it. It looked like it was too much of a it had sad, the sad moving. Brad Pitt. No, Brad Pitt really. tries to save the world, but he really just wants to be a good dad, kind of thing. <laughs> like, kind of, sort of. No, he, he like he's he's out to try to fix things. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll watch I it. Mean, it. It's not bad. Okay. I enjoyed it. I'm sure it's not 28 days I, later you know, though. That movie fucking rocked. No, yeah, 28 days later. Yeah. yeah, like that. That shit's terrifying. Like I said, a zombie that's that's chasing after you like full sprint. That's well, fucking seeing scary. It go from ground Dude, zero. Seeing the it. one thing I really loved about uh, 28 days later is like it was fast zombies. You don't have the oh I've been bitten. I'm gonna cover this up. Maybe I'll be okay. It's a I've been infected, and all right now I'm a zombie. Yeah, yeah. It's like instant almost. Yeah, that was, that, that was great to see. Because it, it was basically what they say, um, the zombie virus, like the that had. Um, uh, it's had called like, rage. Tr- it had like rabies kind of traits to it. it yeah, it was I, I everything that would amp up an animal, mad yeah. cow's disease, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. What I liked about it was that they brought in what every scary story, good sci-fi Isaac Asimov will bring in is is the government comes in and you think that they're going to save the day. You think you're suddenly safe and really you're at more risk. And it's just ground zero building and building and building and getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. That was awesome. I, I liked 28 Weeks Later. I thought that was good. It was, I don't think it was as good, but I definitely liked it. It was on it was par a de- to me. It was a decent sequel. It was um, still a very sad story. And he's, yeah. you know, all very three-dimensional characters. No one person is, like, good or bad. Yeah. You know, like, the, the scene where the guy just runs away from his family. I was just like, oh, my God. But, what, like, but you think, what would you do? I mean, I, who the, knows? And that's the thing. Like, and honestly, like, I could die saving my family or i can live that's Mm -hmm. that's a question that no one can really answer unless they're in the situation and how horrifying to be totally confused to not know what's going on all he knows is that these are ravenous monstrous seemingly people look look like people and but yeah i can i can very distinctly recall him looking back at the house and watching his wife being ripped away from the windows Mm -hmm. love that love that kind of stuff yeah very thrilling, both of them. But again, yeah. one that they didn't fucking take to again and again and again. We're gonna do, we're gonna move into forty six weeks later. What are we looking? You know, like I, I heard it one time that was a plan. I'm glad but... they didn't. Yeah. Dude, twenty eight years later. Yeah. No, no characters the same. It's just a minute long pan of <laughs> zombies walking the earth, and that's it. 28 decades I would later. buy tickets to that, though, probably. <laughs> that would be really funny if they did that. And then, and then you know people what, that's walked the, in you know, and That's the movie I want. I want to take a zombie movie 
that the zombies won, but then there's an alien invasion. They kind of show up like, is this the dominant race of this planet? And maybe they start being infected, too. Like, maybe the aliens are one-upped. It's the one thing. Zombies versus aliens. Zombies versus aliens. Like, they, it's the one thing that they can't defeat because they're like, we're here to draw away your life. Well, they don't have any life in them, right? Because that's usually what they're here for is they're like, we have some sort of cellular whatever that they need to complete their farming or that's usually the alien films. True. So then they come and then then it's just total chaos because everybody's undead. Mm-hmm. Or we're we're here to take your planet's resources. Well, the zombies don't care. Yeah, <laughs> and most of the shit's dead anyways because it hasn't been tended to. I'm still waiting for the dinosaurs versus aliens movie. That'd be kind of funny. Uh, well, oh. there there was an an announcement about something like that uh, back when uh, Cowboys versus Aliens came out. That was an all awesome these like. Movie. Aliens versus movies coming out. Wasn't like, that with Harrison Ford in it? Yeah. I think it I did. saw that one. I liked it. Daniel Craig. Was Olivia Wilde. Terrible, terrible movie. I thought it was I fun. loved it. It, it was, to me, it was one of those terrible movies that I love. Yeah, Justin doesn't like B-movies, by the way, Todd. If you didn't know this oh. about him, he doesn't like B-movies. He doesn't appreciate them. He doesn't oh, that's in the Halloween the episode that's coming out next next week. Yeah. Huh? It's a shame, because then you get blends yeah. like that, where it's just silly nonsense. Cowboys versus aliens, and it's just an excuse for action. It's wonderful. Oh, do you not like the Evil Dead movies? No, the, there are certain ones that I do enjoy. I'm talking like uh, more of like the sci-fi original movie kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, there are like again like cowboys versus aliens just didn't do it for me. Anything I bring up, he won't watch. What, like which ones? I'm hard pressed for titles right now because you're it's yeah, making cause me so you're full angry. Shit. One thing I'm, I, I, I was not a fan of the like. Sharknados. No, they're awful, god awful movies. Terrible. But Waste. like Lake Placid is one he won't watch with me, and that's a great like B horror. No, the the original. What do you mean the original? It's the only one. No, they've had like four sequels. Whatever the Lake Placid's movies. The first one, yes, I like that one. You talking about the one with the? You told me you, didn't. you told me you wouldn't watch it. J Lo. Bill Pullman, huh? J Lo. That's Anaconda. Oh, I'm thinking of Anaconda. What the yeah, hell are you talking about? Whatever, it's the same vein. No, um, giant alligator, giant snake. No, different. Two, two do- totally hey, they're both reptiles. Movies. It's the same. Yeah, it's a it's a scary monster attack. God damn it, Rochelle, get your shit together. It's the same thing. <laughs> are we still doing the podcast, or are we having a discussion here? Oh no, yeah, like, we're. Th- <laughs> <laughs> like, we haven't had a total like this. Uh, you know, we were on <laughs> Cowboys vs. Aliens. What were you saying? I don't know. You went off on B movies, and then I got dragged I into it. We, I didn't. We. I didn't go off on B movies. We yes, were talking about Cowboys vs. Aliens, and you were like, "Oh God, I hate that movie." It is. It's a terrible movie. I thought it was a great movie. You like shitty movies. Someone's on the couch tonight. <laughs> Doghouse in my future, but um... couch isn't a bad place to be. No, actually, I like my couch. The room next oh. next to the snack. <laughs> Don't banish me to the room with the biggest TV. Yeah, with the biggest TV and the cable, uh, and all my DVDs. <laughs> oh darn! <laughs> well, I know we're getting close to an hour, but uh, one one kind of final thing I kind of like: Are you guys Hoovians? Oh yeah. 
Like, what do you think of the female doctor? You know what? The first episode. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I'm happy. I'm happy because I love that actress. But I don't know how I feel about it. We'll see when we watch the first episode. If she's still got the same kind of quib that the doctor's always had, you know? She does. She definitely does. Okay. I've I've given up since David Tennant left. I I think he was the best doctor Uh, they've had so far. Yeah, but... I I I definitely agree. I gave Matt Smith a try. Didn't like him. I didn't enjoy the the guy after him. Um, Capadaly, I think is his name. Uh, The older older gentleman. Again, different acting styles. Kappa Daily, Kappa Nightly. Whatever. <laughs> I'm it, sorry. I don't know. David David Tennant was, you know, my favorite, and I just. I, I love him he's in, because he's, he's in. Oh, he's in. You were showing me. Did you uh, taught you read Neil Gaiman? Gaiman, Neil Gaiman. It's whatever. Or whatever. Oh yeah. my god! Every fucking there, time. There's a. <laughs> there's a Amazon. Amazon movie coming out. Yeah, with the guy from Frost Nixon as the angel from Good Omens and um, David Tennant as the, um, the it's, demon. Uh, angel and demon are trying to keep the they're trying to keep the Antichrist alive because they want to extend the days their days on Earth because Earth has been so fun and they don't want well, the final to, judgment to come. Well, yeah, they're trying to avoid uh, that. The actually apocalypse. sounds pretty fun. It's a really great book. It's very, very funny. Yeah. It's very dry. It's just, it's everything that Neil Gaiman is in his writing. He's so um, endearing and you love the tales that you're on and they make you feel empowered. And it's still like, play, you know, like it's still like the kid in you enjoying them. Um, graveyard books, kind of the same because it's a kid on the adventure and yeah. I read a lot of uh, like techno adventure. Uh, Clive Custler with the Dirt Pit novels. Uh, some of the like some of the more like shopping cart like special things and all that. The ones that are just pure entertainment, no real philosophy knowledge. It's, it's not going to improve my vocabulary or anything. It's just kind of like, all right, I am entertained. Yeah, I like those books too. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with those. There's, a, there's quite. A, I mean, we just read um, Michael Crichton's. Jurassic Park for that oh, same I reason. Well, you. I finished it. Did you finish it yet? I have not finished it, but I'm well, reading why don't you it. Get on it. Jesus, Jesus taking forever. <laughs> Michael Crichton's another good sci fi. Is Are the yeah. Dirt Pit books, you said they're techno. I've never heard of that. Is that like sci fi or? Uh, it, what he is, he's he works for a fictional government agency called NUMA, and they deal a lot of like with the uh, aquatic stuff, but it's not like. It's one of those tech books that's supposed to be like 10 years in the future from when you're reading it. Mm. So they do a lot of something. And it's usually, it's almost like, imagine James Bond with a caveman. Okay. Huh. So makes Because he, he is like... <laughs> but Bond he's, and he's Ugg. A guy, he likes to get his hands dirty. Booga, booga. He be, he's in there. Like, but he's also like sophisticated and all that. He could kind of go in between both worlds. Cool. Everything it's it's a very good read. Hmm. Uh, like he's been writing the, those books for thirty, well, actually longer than that because I know he wrote a book about raising the Titanic before they found the Titanic. Hmm. Oh wow! And that was before they they saw it was in two separate pieces. So like he they, he wrote a book that they literally went down to the Titanic, inflated giant bags and all that, and raised the Titanic. Oh, I think I remember that movie or that uh, that book. It it wasn't made into a TV movie, I think. Was it? 
Yeah. Hopefully. But no, did you ever see the Matthew McConaughey movie Sahara? Mm-hmm. Sahara, yeah. Oh my that's god, a, that's Dark Pit. <laughs> Todd, sorry, there's no escaping. <laughs> um, wait, say, say that again, Todd. That's one of his bugs. Sahara, yeah, that's a, that is a Dark Pit novel. I did not know that's that. That's awesome. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, it was a good, fun little action adventure you know, movie. Yeah, it did. You know, it was it was entertaining and it, yeah, it dealt it with moved the Civil well, War, but I it like didn't. The Civil War stuff. Yeah, in the, in the book, the the <laughs> ship that they were going after actually uh, had Abraham Lincoln on it. Huh. And the whole reason why Abraham Lincoln was assassinated was a, to cover up his kidnapping from the Confederacy. Oh, I did not know that. Huh. That's that's the whole book thing on that. That's the book, Justin. That's not real history. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I wish. Cool. I wish that, that, no, it could have been though. No. Hey, for all we know, could have happened. Could have been a cover-up. We'll never know. And everyone's dead. We'll never know. <laughs> that's well, true. it's all in the Matrix anyway, so yeah. None of this matters. That's true. We're slowly dying away in a gelatinous pool. I do wonder about that, though. I was trying to do some meditation the other day, and the guided meditation, I was like, oh my god, am I just plugging in to the Matrix? I feel like this is what she's having me do. It was a very creepy sensation. I think we're in the second Matrix, because if, if an AI was smart enough, like they, they create two Matrixes, and then when the people who escape, they're really just in another Matrix, and they think they're in the real world. That's some fucking Rick and Morty shit. That is some Rick and Morty shit. <laughs> that is shit. some that Rick be... Sanchez, Sanchez shit. Now, I thought about that, though, after those movies came out. I'm like, how do they know they're just not in another damn Matrix? Could be. I mean, they would never know. If, the, never if know. all that explains the real world is that it's shitty, then well, I'll stick in the Matrix. I'm sitting here going, like, okay, how the hell was um, Agent Smith able to get out of the Matrix? Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense if it was another Matrix. He just crossed over into another Matrix. Well, I think wasn't that the the bit is that he's so he's becoming more powerful, so he is able to cross worlds. That was the fear. Well, th- that was the whole line of the show. Is like I know my role. I was supposed to be deleted, but I wasn't. So hmm. maybe 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 he, there was a part of his programming that he can't access. That was like okay, repeat. Yeah, that's true. Frightening. Weird. That would be a horrible existence. It would be. Well, we're already past an hour, so I think. See, we'll this wrap is what you get. Up. Like, this is my first chance. I gotta get. It's been a while since I've been able to get my nerd on with some friends. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, this has been a long time coming, but you know, I needed to get uh, some yeah. issues worked out with the uh, audio, and now that that's solved, and now we're working on our issues. We're gonna work on our issues after this. <laughs> hey, I don't want to know what's gonna go on after the podcast. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sumo wrestling suits. Those big fat ones. Ooh. Don't we forget the safety mittens. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't have them. It's fine. It's fine. But uh, thank you for being on the show, Todd. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm to come back. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Have you back on in the future? There will be more to talk about once once other things come out and we'll be in a better space. It won't feel like... This feels awful. Maybe it's just because I'm hearing myself, but I I don't like it. 
<laughs> How do you think I feel? Great, thanks, Justin. When I, ha- when I hear my own Fucking voice. I hate hearing your voice. I, that's not what I'm saying. That was screechy. Jerk. <laughs> no, the echo in this room is kind the of killing me. But uh, we'll get back to. I don't know if you can to, hear it, Todd, but it's bad. Well, we'll get back to our recording spot in the upcoming videos or upcoming episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, really quick too. If you, Todd, enjoyed. Um, I mean, since you enjoy zombie stuff, this isn't, it's not really zombie, but, um, the strain is Guillermo del Toro's book about, um, vampires and it's very, I've seen, I've seen half an episode. Uh, I just, I haven't had time to really get into it. Read the book because it's a lot better. The book is very frightening. Like as as frightening as Salem, to me, it was like Salem's lot for vampire stories. Hmm. Really scary. I'll put it on the list. <laughs> My imaginary list that I'm writing with the pen that I'm not holding. <laughs> I'll just log that away. Thanks. You just put that in the memory banks for memory files. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gone. Delete. <laughs> God dang, now you got me thinking of the the oh shit, what's the movie? The the dream catcher where the guy can mm-hmm. access his mm-hmm. memory logs. Yeah. Jonesy. Oh jeez. <laughs> it's great. Alrighty, well, not one of the uh, better Stephen King movies. Oh, I love that movie, Damn. but I love that book. That book had me like turning, looking over my shoulder as I was reading it. I, I like The Stand. That's one of my favorite Stephen King. I have not seen that one, but if you like Stephen King, Hill House feels a lot like Stephen King's writing. So, and okay. the way that they film it feels feels like Stephen King wrote the script for it. So, just a little higher quality, in my opinion. But oh. anyways. Oh, that's another well, thing that, that was dropped gonna, today. It? No, oh, um, we're go- going on. The, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go on because I I forgot about the other trailer that dropped uh, this week was uh, Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. I right I haven't seen it yet. It looks really good. It. it looks good. John Lithgow's in it. He's the. I don't neighbor. like I don't like the change in the words that they used with um, uh, with uh, uh, who who's the old man? What's his name? John Lithgow. Well, his character. Oh, I forget. Art, maybe. No, it's like... Ham. Clyde or some <laughs> shit. Anyways. Um, when he said sometimes dead is better? No, no. When he goes, uh, the ground is bad. In the in the original, or in the 1989 movie, he goes, the ground is sour. I like the ground is sour better, but in the remake, he's like, because the ground is bad. Like, it doesn't have the same... Um, Impact is saying, you know, the ground has gone sour. I don't know. I never saw the original It. I didn't see the remake. And I never saw the original Pet Cemetery. So oh, Why? It's you a classic. Watch those. They're good. It's, it's, it's just, there are some horrors I just I can't get into, so sometimes I don't exactly like seek them out. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just need to kind of like force myself to sit down. It's one of the things I'm, I'll probably enjoy it. It's just I have to force myself to sit down. Some of the, well, yeah, some of the more ritualistic ones are, like, it is kind of out there. It's, it's pretty weird. It gets really fucking weird. I really didn't like Carrie, either one of them. The remake Carrie wasn't very, that wasn't very good, I thought. Well, in the book, you're, you know, it's told from each person's perspective. So we have Carrie's perspective, and then we have her teacher's perspective, and then we have uh, Shelly or Stacy's perspective. Um... So it's a, it's a little more interesting rather than just seeing. I I personally like watching. Uh, I it reminds me of um, 
what's that one where he head blasts the dude? Anyways, head I, blasts the dude. I like watching those people with those powers just rage on others. Oh, you talking about like scanners? Yeah, scanners, dude. Nice. Yeah. All I said was head blasters, and you knew. Because um, I knew it. Yeah, the yeah, gunshot in the uh, hilarious. Um, his head explodes. You you know that's how they did that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just took a gun. T- to the doll's head. <laughs> this guy literally had to watch a doll of him blow up in front of his eyes. Yeah. Um, I love watching those mediums just rage on other people. And when she brings down, in the book, when she, Carrie, starts raining down rocks on her own home, it's a very frightening mm-hmm. scene. He, he, he writes it really well. It's a lot better in the book because you feel, you know, you feel it. You feel her anger and her terror. and Yeah. Um, and she doesn't yeah, understand I, her power. So well, like when if, the rocks come raining down, she's afraid. <clears throat> Carrie's afraid. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like the original movie, you know, it got that point across with her fear and her rage and stuff. It's just the the remake they did a few years back was just not as good. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to watch that. I love Sissy Spacek. She's so weird looking. Why would you put a hot girl in, Carrie, in, in Carrie's role? It has know. to be someone weird looking. She's a weird fucking girl. No one likes her. Like, you know she'd be one of the popular ones. Right? Yeah. That chick? Yeah. She wouldn't have a fucking care in the world. She's a pretty white girl. What does she care? But Carrie was fucked up. No one liked her. Even you, at the end of the novel, do not like her. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. But yeah. Uh, Pet Cemetery coming out next year, along with It Chapter Two. I think uh, next year we're gonna. It, it's gonna very much be the uh, year of the year of horror. I'm so excited. Well, the year of Stephen King and uh, the year of Marvel as well. I mean, we got the you know Avengers Four coming out to mm-hmm. tie up uh, Infinity War from this year. And I guess it's true that Chris Evans is not coming back. Yeah, he's done. And well, wasn't he originally done before this one, and he just got did the one movie extension just to do it? Yeah, because I can't remember. Like they had to extend it for this one because I think Infinity War was supposed to be his last one. Yeah, which and, uh, I've got no problem with. I, 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 he's been a great Captain America. I think it's kind of, I think him kind of going out sacrificing himself is kind of the my spoiler prediction. So, mm-hmm. and, um, it's just kind of curious, like how who's going to be the next Captain America? Is it going to be Bucky or is it going to be uh, the Falcon? Oh yeah, Sam. Um, the, in all honesty, in the comics, it's been both. So I guess yep, that's whatever. Exactly, that's exactly why. You know, I think with what they're trying to do with Bucky, I think Bucky will take it up. To be honest with you. He's been more his, than Mysterioso, where his Falcon's kind of just been wingman, and he's still working with um, yeah. Don Cheadle's Falcon's character. a wingman. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. They just come out. Well, I think his, you know, Bucky's rehabilitation within Wakanda is kind of setting him up for, like, mm-hmm. you know, his kind of like Phoenix moment of rebirth. Mm-hmm. So, right. if he gets saved, because, you know, he did die at the end of Infinity War, if he gets brought back... I think he might take up the mantle, to be honest with you. Well, it, it all depends if he sells his arm to Raccoon or not. Oh, to Rocket? Yeah. yeah. Rabbit. Rabbit. <laughs> oh, I God. like you, Rabbit. <laughs> oh, get that arm. God, no, no, dang it. Now I'm going to go watch that movie. It's now, such a good movie. Such a good movie. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, my friend, Tree. I am Groot. 
I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> Such a great thing. Oh, did you guys read? Like someone asked the directors, "What did Group say to Rocket as he's kind of evaporating?" Did you guys see that tweet? We've no. seen the message boards. It was. It was. He called him father. Yeah. Yeah. That and that's that was direct direct from one of the uh, the comments. One of the directors. Oh. That just kind of. That yeah, tugs, I think that, I think that there was. I think there was a past episode we had talked about it. Mm-hmm. I think in, in our first uh, podcast episode. It's really I think sad. it's been a while. It's the second time we've lost Groot. Yeah. But this was even worse. Well, and the fact that this season even like this now, Todd, you do know that uh, this is not uh, a clone of Groot. That this is Groot's offspring. Yes. Okay. Did you, Todd? Did you? Are you sure? You know that? Or did you just find out? Are you now lying t- to me, Todd? Now, Todd, you do know it's pronounced Sahara and not Sahara. Zahara. Right. Sahara. Potato, potato. Anyways. Oh I, don't, I, I do words good. <laughs> you Indiana country folk are so. Yeah, Justin's moved simple. out to the big city, so now he's <laughs> fucking. You know what? I'm just gonna take my ball, eat my vanilla ice cream, <laughs> just sit down and watch TV. I'm gonna watch the news because that's the most entertainment I get. <laughs> yeah, sitting there drinking your ice cold soda pop. It's just pop, not or soda pop, pop not yeah. soda. It is pop. It is soda. <laughs> Negative ghostwriting. We, we call it no. Yeah, we call it pop out here. I think you, some it, people call it mix. cola. It's a mix. Well. When I moved to LA after after high school, they call it crack. No, they call it soda. Okay, that whatever. joke went off. Yeah. They call <laughs> it crack. No, I'm sure they call it coke. <laughs> Just nothing. No. Cool. But uh, anyways, well, that does it for this episode of the Average Joe Geek Show. Be sure to uh, like and subscribe if you haven't done that already. Spread the word of our geeky little podcast here and if you'd like to see todd back on the show share something on the facebook page yeah (laughs) (laughs) um we are on uh facebook and instagram uh our website is up and running at uh, www.ajgeekshow.com there is also a subreddit aj uh, gs there's nothing on it but it does exist (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot about the Reddit page. I yes, I have created a Reddit page. It, it hasn't been posted anything for like ever since we were doing the uh, the articles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop doing the writing. I need to get back into doing the writing again. But uh, yeah, until next time. Thanks for coming on to the show, Todd. It was a pleasure you. having you. I will be show. back. It was a pleasure. I guess kind of having you back on. It's pronounced pleasure. Pleasure. (laughs) Well, on that note, (laughs) toodaloo.